When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog Namaste and welcome Yes, welcome It's that, it's that time of the week It's time oh, yeah, honey. for another fucking wolf and owl in your gullet In your gullet, wow boy Yeah, thank you thank Gullet, you. wow yeah. That's like, it's, uh, that's the same from the Wild West, right? The gullet that's Gully, I believe. No, no, no. He was shot in the gullet. He was shot in the gullet? He, who was shot in the gullet? No, no. I'm saying they'd say that about someone who was shot in the gullet. Who would? Oh, here. He was shot in the gullet. So are, like, you, saying, anyone else are, you, in the... are you saying that's a word that was used in the Wild Wild West, the gullet? Yeah, the gullet was, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. But also, so there was like mouth and head. There was lots of words, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah. Not as many as there are now. We've Obviously, we talked about this before, but there's like so many more words. There are more words there, yeah. Gullet seems like a real throwback to a time where words were being invented and boundaries were being broken and new frontiers were being found. So we're talking about the wild wild, we're about the wild wild west. Yeah, just but not just the west, the east, the north, the south, all of the different ways of going. It's um it, it, different it's, directions. sometimes on this and it, not I'm not just saying that off the back of that, but sometimes I do feel we talk on this podcast the disparity between sort of the tone that we take and the lack of understanding and knowledge that's being delivered by what we're saying is is quite dazzling, isn't it? Yeah. Here's a quick one for you, Tom, before you start. I don't want to, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just want to say, you are looking unbelievable. Like, now, I've said this to you before, that I look up to you clothes-wise. <laughs> Today, I'm having to wipe my screen because of the amount of drip. I mean, it's just, <laughs> this guy, okay. is this what you would have been wearing on Sunday anyway? You've done this because you know that we record this. No, I got up, we had breakfast. We watched a bit of Baywatch. Um, and then I, yeah, you know, I felt ever, ever so cool after watching Baywatch. So I came to the, and also I like to make an effort for you. You know, I, I think it's important. I think you know we're what nearly thirty five, forty episodes in, whatever we are. Sure. I think it's nice that we still, yeah. You know, and you look good, man. You got I don't busted that death row crew neck. Yeah, uh, it's know? just this is I'm wearing what I threw on to go to watch Charlie play football. Basically. Did you wear that to watch Charlie go? For, don't you wear like a football jacket or something? A football jacket to be a parent watching your son at the football. Well, you don't wear a death row jacket. It's not a ja- or jumper. Well, I had a jacket. I, what's wrong with that? I don't have to. I don't have to wear training kit to go to watch the fucking <laughs> my son play football. No, but you should make an effort, like to sort of look like a football. Why? Dad. What jacket Fo- did football you wear? Football dads are the worst. I wore um one of those uh, sandbags coats that Jay gave me. No, I'm still waiting for one of mine. Shout out, Jamie Redneck. Oh, look, I, I, you want, you want, you, if, listen, let me tell you something about that Sandbanks coat, right? Now, first of all, big up Sandbanks, big up Jamie Redknapp, right? They're nice coats. Yeah, okay. First of all, fucking sort the person out who's been fucking like doing a show with you now for fucking nearly a month. A month? Yeah. Listen, I was doing that show with him for years. I was watching Freddie, like every time I saw Freddie, right? He's got the news, he's got Sandbanks bandana, Sandbanks sweater, Sandbanks fleece, the whole fucking range. <laughs> And I'm stood there like with nothing. Eventually, be- on the beg, I ended up asking for it, begging you for begged. it. Yeah, 
Man. Mate, when are you going to hook me up with this coat? He sends me the coat. He goes to me, can you do me a favour? Can you send me a photo for the website? I'm going to tell you something now. This is genuinely, and you can ask Jamie this. When you see, are you seeing, when are you seeing him next? I'm seeing him tomorrow. Right, when you see him tomorrow, ask him this, right? I am the only person that is, the only person, like celebrity, whatever you want to call it, that sent him a photo wearing that coat. They just didn't bother to use a photo. Like, 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 like he asked, nah. mate, I'm telling you. They, I took the photo and I, and I was away with Lisa and the kids. And I said, oh, Jamie, Jamie was nice enough to send me this coat. He wants a photo. Were you excited to take the photo? Well, I, you know what? Because it's like a no, modeling you know, job. You know, you know what I'm like with photos. I don't like it. No, I know you're like with photos, but also know that, that I fucking love you. I dig you. You know that you're, you, you take up a massive fucking, you've got residency in my heart, yeah? God, that was, such, you... a be- that was such a beautiful thing to say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean that. Yeah. But I know also there's a part of you, like me, that, yeah, you feel special. You feel nice. You're doing like, you've, you've been asked by probably one of the coolest men in the UK to take a photo for his website. So you are modelling. Yeah, you, but I, like, think it's, I think it's almost worse because for a moment, you sort of allow yourself to think that you might be a normal human being. Do you know what I mean? That you might be. No, no, no. This is what I mean. But when you took the photo, yeah. Was it just like, like Lisa just snap one picture and we're just going to go with that one, or was it like you know maybe I'm just like, like you're lent across like a foot like something? No, like, we did it. We did like, it like extra kind of uh, extra kind of catalog modelling. So I sort of stood looking out into the middle distance. I'd like one leg up on a <laughs> on a bench or something. <laughs> were you fuck off? Were you really? Yeah, honestly, like properly like oh, no, sunglasses. On. Oh. Do you want me to put it? Should we put it on the Instagram? Have you really got sunglasses on yeah, it as yeah. well? <laughs> <laughs> my god um, oh, yeah so um look to your defense like every cool person in england's where like you know you look around at the people wearing those sweet sweet uh things mate there's some so, is, every- so have you asked jamie for them i've not asked him i didn't realize that like people like me and you had to ask him i, I thought i genuinely was thinking that me and you were two of his closest friends no but he, he said well, to he me no to- i wouldn't listen let me tell you something now if he'd have told me he'd open up his clothing, let me just get this contextually clarified, right? I didn't, I didn't see that he'd started sandbag or his like mates had started sandbags. So then I've gone, can I have one of the coat? I'm not that, I'm not that guy. What happened was, is Jamie goes to me, we'd love to get give you a coat. I'd love to give you a coat. So I go, all right, thanks, Jamie. And then what happened was, I saw him deliver coats by hand across the country yeah. to everybody else apart from me. And then eventually I got to a point where I go, um, and me, uh, yeah, yeah. You, what, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't like I wasn't a straight beg. I, I can't do that. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't like, but I did no, eventually. No, no. I, I did eventually but... get myself. Basically, I, I guess the way to describe it is he played hard to get with the coat, and then eventually got to the point where I'm texting this geezer begging for the coat. Like, I need that smash. <laughs> told, just, just be honest now. How many times did you beg it, like asking for the coat, like text him? I reckon. Bearing in mind, you know, this is an estimate. I reckon on three separate occasions, I asked him for a coat, for the coat. Wow. Geez. Is that bad? So you went at, this is the difference between me, you went at kind of thirsty and a bit beggy, right? Yeah. Do, you, do you know how I played it? Oh. I, I went out to make him jealous. So you know that Stone Island jacket that yeah, I, yeah. I brought, the big puffer one? Yeah. I brought that so he could see me in that. Yeah. Well, well the thing, He's the reason, the, the thing that I prefer about my method is, one, I didn't have to pay 800 pounds. And secondly, I actually now have a Sandmax coat, which you don't seem to. So, in terms of in terms of analysing, in terms of analysing how our method has gone. And by the way, eight hundred pounds is an insane figure for me to quote for that Stone Island puffer because there's no way it cost you anything approaching that lower number. I mean, a Stone Island puffer, Stone Island, Stone Island. No, 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 shout out Stone Island because Stone Island looks after me where Jamie Redknapp didn't. So, what they hooked you up for free. I can't, I can't disperse those things because that would be, that would be awfully insane and quite trashy of me. But yeah, shout out Stone Island for looking okay. after. I mean, a guy you basically who... said you've got a free. I mean, I mean there's no point. There is no point talking like that, thinking that. No, I, I wonder why. I wonder why Tom's been so cagey about it. It must be because he paid full price. <laughs> I didn't pay full price. I didn't get it for free. But there's, the, yeah, there's an even kill in there, guys. Yeah, work um, out what happened there. So, he, so just guys, just you know, if you can get your detective heads on. <laughs> Get your little Poirot skulls on. What Tom's saying is, he didn't get it for free, but he didn't pay full price. So I'll leave it up to you to figure out what may so have no, happened in that. In that, no, no, no. The rest is debatable, and I just want everyone out there just to know that, yo, I respect you and I love you. <laughs> <Such> a... 
<laughs> anyway, lo- the long story short is I wore a Sandbanks coat, a death row sweater, tracksuit. What sort of trousers were you wearing? Tracksuit bottoms. Joggers. Which ones? Paul Smith. Oh, nice boy. Yeah. Nice. Paul Smith does a great range. Yeah, no zipper. Bombs. Yeah, can I, yeah, no zipper. And also, can I say, I brought some of the ones with the um, flies and like button. Oh, nice. And they've got no, uh, there's no drawstrings on them. So if you lose a bit of timber, they just literally fall down. Well, thankfully for me, that's unlikely to come up. <laughs> what trainers? Did you wear football boots? No, I wore, be- I wore like, uh, what did I wear? 720s. Oh, nice boy. Nice. You should wear football boots. I don't think I'm going to do that. You should do it. That, Mate, if it no for no one else, do it for Charlie. I just um, I, there are a couple of parents. No, actually, do you know what? I was about I was about to slag off some parents there, but actually, the truth is they're all pretty casual. But does anyone do the football boot thing? My dad used to wear football no. boots when he came to watch me. No, your dad used to wear football boots when he came to watch you. Yeah, I mean, he was also the manager and coach. So. Yeah, okay, that's a yeah. bit different, isn't it? If I if I turn yeah. up, first of all, just remember, right? I don't mean this in like a in a cocky way. I just I. I like I, I've Ramesh Ranganathan, from the comedian turning up to watch my son play football, and then if I turn up, what in full fucking training gear and football boots? <laughs> I just think you look cool. I think you look cool for Charlie. I, right, mate, right. it's just like you know what? I'll be honest with you. With those things, I get so worried about them being embarrassed about me being their dad, but I just try and go as low key as possible. Mate, number one, no one's going to be embarrassed. Like I can tell you now, someone who's your friend. I never feel embarrassment being near you. Okay, so but that's, think... that's, that is absolutely, it's got zero connection with what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like, you, 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 as one of my best mates, not being embarrassed <laughs> of me, does not reassure me that that means that my kids aren't going to be. What the fuck are you talking about? No, but what? Did you, did, you, did, get... did you really run in your, hold on, I know what will make him feel better. <laughs> Just so you know, Robesh. Put all your, put all your worries to one side. Because I, Tom Davis, one of the most unembarrassable people you know, is not embarrassed by you. So, you know, relax. No, but I, look, those boys fucking idolise you. I can tell you that much, mate. That you can tell, one of them dressed up with, as you for fucking uh, book day. Yeah, he did it. Which I thought, number one, was very, very cool and very decent of him. And that also was a way of you fucking publicising your yeah, book by yeah. fucking... Because one of, the, one of the things that my publisher said to me, is I said, make sure you get that year five market. <laughs> no, man. That's, no, it, that's who you want other... to be buying your, your memoir. <laughs> no, was there any other, like, kids there? Like, parents of the kids going, oh, I didn't know Romish had a book. Or Sorry, dude, let me just tell you something, right? When you when you publicise in a book, you go on chat shows and stuff. I'm not saying that you've got to go around to every school and get one kid to dress up as you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's a small. Yes, it's a small market. You probably got more figures and more books sold when you did like Jonathan Ross or something like that. But did you not like notice a few of the parents goes, "Oh shit, you've got a book now as well." I saw no. that your boy was dressed as you. No. no, that didn't happen. Shame, really. That book was a massive book, waste of time forcing him to dress up like that, really. By the way, speaking of kids idolising people, so yesterday yeah. I sat down with the children, as we often do on a Saturday if I'm not working, mm-hmm. and we have a little film evening. And we put on Paddington 2. Now, I want to be, be quite sincere with you now uh, and because this is not... In, I'm not doing what you do, where you sort of roll out a series of compliments only to sort of... uncover my soft belly so that you can fucking stick the knife in. I'm just being absolutely genuine with you. I don't do that. Yeah, you do. You do a a lot of underbelly location, you do, with your sort of compliments and your sort of, you know, you always say, you know, know, when you say stuff like, let me tell you this, you're one of the sweetest souls, (laughs) loveliest, funniest people. When you say stuff like that, that's when I know he's about to be a fucking thunder. (laughs) That that, that is like the signal. Right. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, right. we're watching Paddington. We're watching. Sincerity. We're watching Paddington Two, which is. Um, I think we got an email about it at some point. So apologies for repeating myself. But Paddington Two, an incredible film. Paddington the f- the first film was unbelievable. You think how is the sequel going to match up? I would say the sequel's better. Right. It, everybody's great in that. Anyway, we're watching it. And then there's a bit where, spoiler alerts, guys, although, you know, and by the way, I'm doing that as a courtesy. It came out ages ago. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Paddington goes to prison, yeah. 
obviously you know this i'm saying this for the behalf of the uh wolf and alpac when paddington goes to prison you're playing one of the prisoners in there yeah now i've got to tell you man first of all the excitement that rippled through my family that my mate tom davis was in Paddington Two was insane, right? My kids were like, "Oh my god, that's Tom! Tom's in Tom's in Paddington!" And I was like, "Did you know before?" Yeah, I'd, of course I knew. Yeah, we've talked about it before, right? So yeah, yeah. But so what? Do you say you saved your? Yeah, I didn't tell him. I didn't tell. Your... I didn't tell. We didn't tell him, right? So wow, like, "Oh my god, Tom's in Paddington!" So you're, oh my god. So they they love it. And and honestly, mate, you would have loved it. They were laughing at your lines. Like there's a bit where, um, you know where he sort of wins the uh, the chef round or wins knuckles round. I and mean, then you do that, yeah. you're like proper grumpy about it. Yeah. They were laughing their heads off at that. Um, there were so many bits in your performance that they loved. Mate, I'm going to tell you something now. I felt pride, bro. Like, I oh, well, I was I was watching it going, they were going, they were laughing and stuff. And I thought, I actually went in my head. I went, that's my mate, Tom. It was, it was so, oh, it was so anyway, I, I, there's, a, there's another side to that. And that is the fucking excitement that the, the fucking swan displayed. At your performance in Paddington 2, right? Just so, are we so funny? I watched her laugh more at you in your part in Paddington 2 than I have seen her laugh at my entire career. It was incredible. Anyway, yeah, I, haven't, I, mean, I haven't talked to her about it because I just thought it looks... Yeah, I mean, it, looks it was a bit, probably it looks similar a bit, to the fact that when you called me the other night after being from Jonathan Ross and uh, then... You and my wife had an impromptu roast of me, which was uh, probably a similar thing, um, where I'd had a, like a long, stressful shoot on a show that I won't talk about. Um, I was sitting at home. That was fun, wasn't it? I could, tell, I could tell you weren't enjoying it. So like, I phoned you up to have like a little debrief because yeah. those types of shows are not stressful, but you sort of worry about. Well, we've both done a show that night. Yeah, and so, so we were having our little kind of... Uh, Try and give ourselves some self-esteem as we tell the yeah, other like one. Yeah, like an that... ego boost here. Yeah, because we need and it. Then... The number of times that Tom and I will phone each other up after a show and go, I need to give up or some, something along those yeah, yeah. lines. Um, so anyway, we, we, both, we both had the, uh, the delightful coincidence of being doing a record, not the same record, but doing a record the same night. And then I phoned up Tom to have a chat with him. And then Catherine, I, 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 had you been having a few bevvies or something? Or has she been? What was it? It was very, it sounded like I was phoning a house in very high spirits that night. No, no. We, actually, this is the, 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 the other curveball that the reason their spirits were so high is we've been watching uh, League of Their Own Unseen and the bit of you and Jamie in the car together where he was doing Top Gear, oh, edition, yeah, yeah. which I will say is one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Um, uh, and, but Catherine found it so much funnier. I found it funny, but then I was also, there's a part of me thinking I was in one bit of the whole of the Unseen show, <laughs> and that was the thread that ran through the whole thing. Yeah, but you should take that as a compliment, shouldn't you? That, that means that the, the, the stuff you did actually makes the show. Oh, you know, that thing, the, the thing about that show, right, League of Their Own is, and it's an amazing show to do, the road trip, I love the road, it's genuine, but there's always going to be a part of you that watches other people do stuff, like... For example, the season where I, I did the ice skating and the basketball, I was like, mate, these are the best two active. No one's up in them, do you know what I mean? And then I hear that you'd gone to Ibiza for fucking three days and you'd gone rock jumping. So I was a bit like, right, okay. Do you think rock yeah, jumping, do you think, I mean, Ibiza, yeah, I get, that's cool. But do you think rock jumping is better than playing basketball? I don't know if it is. I think it's better than ice skating. I'd have been better than rock jumping than Well, let's to give you an idea about the rock jumping, just to give that this is something that didn't make the show is that when we did the rock jumping, well, they've obviously got health and safety people there. I was told that my inability to follow basic instructions about what I was supposed to do physically <laughs> when I jumped into the water meant it was unsafe for me to continue. They, they actually... They, <laughs> yeah. So, you know... You know You're you, I'm not joking. So, you know, you know they normally have, like, health and safety people to go, yeah. make sure you do this, make sure you do that. This is the technique you're supposed to use. It went beyond that, and the guy said, this guy is incapable. He didn't say it in those words. This guy's incapable of following the instructions to make it safe. Wow. He actually said to me, if you want to walk away from this unhurt, because I think you need to stop. Wow. I'm the only Would person, you have carried on I'm the only person who, sa who sa he said that to me. Bearing in mind, no disrespect to him, I'm there with Alan Carr. <laughs> Alan Carr's a good, he's a good um, private, though. He'll, he'll follow orders to the team. Sure. I'll give him that. Sure. I'll give him that. You know, on that same series, um, to, to, to throw it into the mix, um, there was a scene where 
basically we had to do a bet and then two people had to jump out of the helicopter. Mm. And uh, number one, I wasn't up for doing it. Number two, one of the most embarrassing things was the guy who worked for the helicopter company looked me up and down, laughed, all turned around, started talking in German. And <laughs> someone walked up to one of the uh, producers and went, he is too big to get in the helicopter. He's too big to get in the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so dignifying. <laughs> they had to write a whole new bit of the show. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Can I tell you something? That is not your fault, right? Obviously, it's not oh, your no, fault. Oh, no, no. But you just shouldn't have to hear that. You shouldn't You shouldn't have no. to. Mate, you, you know what it reminds me of? And this is much, this is like, that. that is so like that, that you shouldn't have had to hear that. You shouldn't have gone through that. I remember I went to get myself, uh, my mum took me to get myself, get me measured up for uniform when I was 10 years old, right? And I was like, like enormous as a kid. You know this, right? Like, like really, really overweight. Hugely overweight, and um, basically, I went to get measured up. Like they they went to take me to the to the shop to get trousers, and the woman said, "Kept she 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 looked at me, she tried on some trousers that I couldn't I couldn't close the trousers round on for oh, the, and then she said, "Can I?" She said, "Can I have a word with you to my mum?" And they went round the corner, <laughs> and Jesus Christ! Imagine this is worse. Imagine what this imagine watching this as a kid, right? And they go around a corner, oh, right, Christ. to a place where they're still clearly audible to me, right? Fuck. Oh. And the woman just goes, it's just, for his height, he's so wide. We'll have to just get him adult trousers and take them up. I can't see another way. I can't see another way. <laughs> Fucking hell. That is, that is horrible. You know, just, just quickly in my head, as you're telling that story, I'm like... We have to do a show of like, because I was so tall and thin. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was even worse in a way because like I was so tall but so thin. I was like a little Peter Crouch. Mm. Well, actually, not even a little Peter Crouch at some point. So I was like, just like Peter Crouch. <laughs> but like, I had obviously a really thin waist, but I was so long. Like, genuinely, I've said this before, but I used to walk around like, you know, like you see cool people now in Hoxton, mm. Shoreditch. I was like a hipster. But well, like, the ankle, I used to get uh, the, ankle length. Oh, ankle swingers, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We still had the absolute granny kicked out of me most days because, you know, I remember it like walking to school and uh, grown men used to shout out the window, you're expecting rain? Oh, God. Or a big fella, you're expecting rain, <laughs> big fella. You're like 12, <laughs> 11. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's a fucking weird one, isn't it, to look back on. I know. I just sort of think, and then you sort of think, I wonder why we're damaged now. And also the fact that ne we go back to the fact that you're worried about you wearing football boots and Charlie being embarrassed <laughs> of you. Like, you're like, these are the things that fucking toughen you up. I know. So, you I know, know. Like, Maybe I should embarrass them. Actually, do you know what? Next week, I'm going to wear really tight shorts. <laughs> Hot pants. Yeah. I think just to, so just to give You should wear those cycling shorts yeah, you were talking just about. Just to give them a bit of, your peloton. Yeah, give them a bit of steel. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear no, yeah I'm gonna wear leggings, shorts over the top, and a vest. No 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 no. You need to wear cycling shorts, but like green ones. After you've done a peloton workout, workout. Have you ever had that fucking bit of sweat that's really like it comes down the seam of your oh, eyes? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the worst bit. <laughs> right. Oh, it's... And this is an embarrassing story. I remember um, wearing grey joggers, and you remember when, like you were young and you used to go out on your bikes and you just go out for ages and ages. Yeah. And I remember like cycling through uh, Sutton High Street, we're like, like really like caning it, yeah, just yeah. You know, a couple of us thinking really cool. And um, I sort of, I remember just cycling past some people and people sort of like, sort of turning, laughing, sort of looking and sort of smiling, laughing type thing. And just thinking, oh, they just think I'm really, really cool. Yeah. And then getting home. And I was probably about 15, 14, 15 at the time, I realized that I just had a fucking great sweat, fucking snails trail, just up the fucking, <laughs> between my arse Oh, cheek. it's so, it's so <laughs> horrendous, isn't it? Yeah. I was um, on a, this is when I was an adult, mate, like proper, like I was in my early 20s. I was just started right. teaching and I was out with, on my first social, so, like with like some teachers stuff. And I was chatting to them and they were like really looking, like laughing and like, you know, I, I'd say something and then one of them would say something to each other. And I feel like they were going, oh, you know, God, he's funny, isn't he? We should have asked him out sooner. And then I went to the toilet and I had, I looked in the mirror <laughs> And I had the biggest bogey I've ever seen any human 
have. Like, it was actually, it was actually. <laughs> It was actually it was actually hanging below the lowest point of my nose. <laughs> right? oh, fuck. And so I, mate, mate, shame on them, boy. No, but mate, shame thank you. Yeah, hundred percent. But two things I realised then is is one, that's what they were talking about. They you know, they kept looking yeah. and you know, obviously that's what they were chatting about. And they were just sort of going, I wonder when he'll notice, I wonder when he'll notice. And secondly, I was going to have to figure out a strategy about how I was going to emerge from the toilet with this fucking cable removed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd have left it there. Like, you liked it. <laughs> when I came back out, they all, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. We all knew what had just happened. We all knew. Yeah, but also, <laughs> it's also someone just sitting there going, he's just got rid of the best thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I just come back out afterwards and oh god, he's not as much fun when he hasn't got a massive yeah. bogey in his nose. I, I had another thing with teachers, right? Where you know, um I think I might have started doing comedy by this stage. So I was teaching and doing comedy at the same time. Yeah. So as you know, when you're in a writer's room as a like in a comedy writing room, yeah. Because you're pushing and you're like sort of just joking around and comedy writers and comedians are sort of a bit unoffendable. You say some really savage shit in those, you know, like, you know, really, oh, you say some yeah. horrendous jokes yeah. and stuff and whatever. But then what happens is, is that you start training yourself to believe that's an acceptable level at which to kind of joke around and stuff. A number of times I've been doing a writer's day and then I've been chatting to Lisa or I've been out with another couple. And then I say something like what I think is a funny joke. And then she just looks at me and just like, why the fuck? Like on the way home, she's gone. Why the fuck would you think that was an okay thing to say? Anyway, this is nowhere near as bad as that, but it was a bit of crossover. So we had to do these year nine reports, and the way that you did them was they'd have a bank of comments, and you just pull through the comments that you just like put in the numbers for the comments you wanted, and then it put together a paragraph. Right. So there's like standard sentences. Like, How lazy? So what? Okay. How fucking okay. lazy. Okay, this is not this is not what where I uh wanted this to go. Why is that yeah, lazy? Yeah, I gen I genuinely had all this respect for teachers sitting no, no, there no, no, writing no, reports this is, this thinking is... thinking, oh, this is how what I think about no, it. And no, all no, you're no, doing no, is just no, like no, painting by numbers. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, first of all, let me just before you jump in on the teaching profession, which I would argue is a bad move for you, right? Before no, I'm not you, saying I'm you go, the profession's you go, amazing. Before you go in two-footed on the teaching profession, we did do full reports where we do the the actual typing out the comments and all that. This was like an assessment, like a quick check-in thing, right? All we needed right, to okay. do was actually give them the score, but we're going over and above that and explaining what that score meant and how their attainment. So it's actually we're doing more. So, you know, why don't you just wow. fucking, instead of behaving like a fucking patriot on Twitter, why don't you just fucking <laughs> wait to hear the story? Okay. <laughs> Wait, that's who I am. I can't help it. So I'm bored. So anyway, we're talking about. So you basically you put the numbers in. It pulls the comments together. You read it, and whatever. Year nine's notoriously the most difficult year group. That's the year which kids go one way or the other. They're either going to be like diligent and working their ass off, or they're just they're just not right. So What's year that, nine, second year, second year, yeah, of, uh, like second year. Well, that would be, what is it in old years, that? Third year, third year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so anyway, I went to the pub with some of the teachers after we'd finished doing the year nine reports. And um, we're all having a chat or whatever. And uh, one of the teachers, quite a posh lady in the maths department, went, well, you know, sometimes I think there's only, you know, there's certain comments, certain rather harsher comments in there. Uh, that I'd like to be in that bank of comments that they don't have. And I just went out of nowhere. I went, you know what? I only need one word in those bank of comments, and that's right? And oh, I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, wow. do you know what? I'd had a couple of beers, and I thought we were having like a... Because my class were quite difficult. I was only joking. It brought the table to silence. To silence. Of course it did. This, this That's you, misjudging. I mean, you've just had a go at me about what I said about you. That's you, misjudging the room massively. Like, Yeah, I mean... Sort I'm, of... Sorry, you're, you're you're treating me like I'm I'm telling you this story as if I don't. That, that's the whole point of the story I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm why just saying, just, yeah. you know, just in this case you didn't story, know. A, yeah, but the way I've built this story, I'm leading up, Tom, this is a story about how I misjudged it 
and, and misread the. This, this is bad. I couldn't have teed that up. Is that what this story about anymore? And then I tell no, that no, story. I just want you and then know, you go. I, just... I misjudged. I, you go. You misjudged the room there. I know. Look, there's two ways of this, and this is me being because I love you to death. I'm just saying. Oh, here, we here, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There you go. This is it. No. Now I know. Now I know. Let's go. Now my little alarm bell's gone off. He's about to put the boot in. No, I love you no, dearly, is, but right. go on. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, right, bro, what I'm saying is this. I've known you for some considerable amount of time now, right? Yeah. So the way you tell that story is like you're like, you unflappably just throw that um that out there, right? I know you too well to know that you were like, in your head, you thought you were really cool. Took oh, no. a sip of your fucking Fosters. Uh, yeah. You went, nah, i got a word for them. Word I want to put in, that's I know that you did saying because you've got that vague vibe because you that's in you you comedian you're the dramatic guy do you know what I mean you love those moments you're such a wanker no because you've put a horrible disgusting mirror up to me there that was watching (laughs) you no watching you do that now whenever I think about that that part of my life I'm gonna I'm gonna I've now seen what that would have looked like and you made it look horrific there (laughs) <laughs> no, but am I right or wrong? You're right. No, but that's what I'm saying. You're right. You are right. No, but I've, all got, I've, it, I've but... gone in thinking, ah, oh, this is going to slay. Uh, how about this one? How about but, this one? But I, I don't even care about. I don't care about the before, during. I just care about the after. Like that. That's what I love the most. Is how do you even bring that back? I left. You, you left. I left. So it, you know they're all talking about you when you. Yeah, left. I don't. I didn't care. I genuinely. This is what went through my head. I said that. The room went to silence. I finished my pint. I made an excuse to go. <laughs> well, did anyone talk after you said it? They were sort of it just... gradually, you know, like when, um, what's the way to describe, you know, if somebody had had a massive fall in the middle of the pub and really hurt yeah. themselves, it all gone quiet. And then gradually. Someone had. Yeah. And then gradually murmurs of chatter start to come back and it moves back to normal levels. That's basically what happened. It's like something horrendous had happened. They started talking gradually and quietly. I made my excuses to go. And genuinely, I left that pub and in my head, I thought, you're just going to have to accept you'll never be friends with those people now. That's, you know, wow. you got, that's it. That's dumb. That you know, dumb. the posh moment, I can guarantee, and I mean, obviously we can't get in touch for an asker. I reckon as soon as she walked out, she went, I don't think he's happy with himself. No, I imagine she would. I imagine she would have She said sounds that. horrible anyway. Well. I'd have started playing pranks on her if I was you. Well, I'm not that, basically what I did was I, I then spent the rest of the time quite self-conscious every time I had a meeting with the maths department. Just <laughs> Were so, you head of the maths department at that no, time? No, no, no. It's bad, isn't it? Yeah, but did you ever, like, was there any times that you played tricks on people to, like, get back at them? Or? Not in teaching, no. No, not as a teacher, but. Because, so this is a story that this is, this, I mean, so I remember working on a building, we were doing a, you know, National Trust. Yeah, you know, you know next, Trust. next time you can go, you can just say, I would have, I, I would have done a prank back on them like I did when I was working. Yeah, no, at, yeah, yeah. yeah, but what you yeah. did was you asked me a question and when you, when you said to me, did you ever do the thing when you did pranks on people to get back at them? In your head, you're thinking, I hope to God he hasn't because I couldn't give a shit what his story might be <laughs> because I've got one lined up. No, I didn't want to what... know if you had pulled... No, yeah, but teaching is a high, big, big place to make pranks. Sure. Yeah, we were working at a National Trust job okay. and there was this guy, and I was quite young, but he'd been teasing me quite a lot. Like, he was about sort what? of like, you know, just various different things. Mm. about being, being lazy, about, you know, whatever, and... He'd sort of, well, every time I saw, you know, he was a bit of a bully. He was a painter and decorator. Yeah. Um, and we were on a job where uh, he was, so he was doing some touching up and some little bits of painting. And he, he was sort of like very sort of like concentrated on this area, very detailed. Um, and he'd left, you know, the paint, paint tray things. Yeah. That was sort of behind him. Uh, and I went up behind him with his paint tray and like with a brush just painted the bottom of his shoe. Um, and it like... <laughs> With white paint. Yeah. And then he uh, he walked white paint through the whole of this National Trust building. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't think about what would actually, like, the, the repercussions. Of no, it. how could you possibly have predicted that could happen? No, no, but I, in my head, I thought, he's quite close to the door, he'll just walk out. Right. But he, yeah, he'd obviously walked all around the house, you yeah. uh, know. So did you see him walk into the building? No, I saw him walk, I saw his footprints, and everyone got called together by the head of the National Trust, or the head of that building. And she was like, you know, da 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 da. Um, and then she checked the bottoms of everyone's shoes and found it was his. And and he thought he, he thought he trod in a paint tray. He thought he trod in his own paint tray. And uh, yeah, and then sort of he was quite bad. He sort of told off about it and sort of, uh, 
yeah. And everyone, sort of the guys I work with were sort of staring at me to say something. So they knew you'd done this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told it. I told them and sort of right, some yeah. of the roofers. Um, but um, yeah, lucky enough, no one squealed. Um, yeah, but they all th- they all think you're. A, they all would have thought you're an absolute arsehole after that. Uh, no, I think they actually thought it was pretty cool. But, why is I mean, it cool? To, why is it cool to not own up? Yeah, but I'm not going to own up and get myself. Look, if he owns up, he's just fucking trodden his paint tray. That's an accident. If I own up and go, actually, I painted the bottom of his shoe because he's been teasing me about being fucking late and being lazy and fat. Then it's a whole different fucking ball game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, to, to be honest, you do make a good point. So you let no, him, you let so... him take it, and then did you ever tell him? No, 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 no. no, no. no. I let, never let, talked let, to no, him. No, let him just think he stepped in a paint tray. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> let, just, let, let that well... stay. Let that stay with him. Let that be a traumatic just... memory where he thinks he's fucking losing it. He's got no idea whether he's going to step I in a paint tray and not realise sw- it or not for the rest of his life. I swerved him after that. I, I just sort of, yeah. He actually yeah, wasn't the same. What's, he, he what's w- nice about that is he thinks he stepped in a paint tray. It's really embarrassing. And then you swerved him after it just to fucking add a little bit of hot sauce to the paranoia he might be feeling. No, but he was like not a very nice person anyway. Sure. But also, like around the place, he sort of, he actually, it, he he wasn't as nasty to people after that. It was like right. he'd learned his lesson. Yeah. He'd because, had his medicine. Yeah. He's been, he, because he was broken. His spirit was broken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's what, like, if you'd done something like that to that yeah. teacher, it was horrible to you. You know, something. Have, or yeah. the boat, or bogey gate. That's going to be that you getting oh, the back. Bogey you know, I'm just going to tell you now, you know what I'd have done with bogey gate? What? I'd have wiped that bogey on one of their coats. Mm. I, 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 after I came out and I realised they'd all done that, I just thought, you, you are hot, you're not nice people. No. You know, not, not, one of the, not one of them said, listen, mate, I'm going to be honest with you, you've got a bogey so massive up your nose that it's got its own gravitational pull. Do you want to deal with that? Because that's all anyone's talking about. <laughs> mate, I'm going to say now, this, it's, a, it's an awkward thing to have to say to someone, but by God, I will say I respect anyone who says like, "Oh, you got a bit of mayonnaise in your beard, or you've got a bogey hanging out your nose, or something." Mm. I will respect those people with my utmost. And I tell you what, I I say if you're one of those people now, you are some of God and fucking the earth's finest fucking people. Mate. Okay, all right, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but I mean, it's just yeah, it's nice of people to do that. You just always have to throw in. It makes you one of the fucking earth's finest people, or whatever. No, like, that's like, like, like if you tell somebody they've got a bogey, that makes you one of the fucking Avengers. No, I'm just saying, mate, if you tell someone they've got a bogey and no one else does, someone should buy you a fucking pint and say, you fucking, you, you know what, you're one of the good ones. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with I you. I mean, if you, if you had one person doing that, you, you'd have loved that person forever, wouldn't you? I would have you'd done. You'd have gone on Mr. Titmus. He was fucking legend. Yeah, okay. I didn't teach <laughs> in the 50s, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Tom seems to think I taught in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> Okay, it's email time, guys. And can I say thank you so much for all your emails. Keep sending them into wolfalpod at gmail.com. Um, there, there are certain things that fly on this podcast and there are certain things that don't fly. What hasn't flown is our suggestion to people to speak to their delivery drivers and record it. That, that oh, really? is, we've had one in and it was pretty, non, pretty much a non-event, I would say. In fact, oh, really? that, the guy, it was very nice of him to send it in, but I would describe that as, that what happened in the in the audio clip was well. Shall I let you make up your own mind? Do you want to hear it? Yeah. All right. Yeah, hold yeah, on. Let's hear it. It's gonna be nice to hear it. Okay. So this is Will. Will has sent us in a clip of him talking to his delivery driver. This is the only one we've had in. Okay. Um, we'd love more. And I know yeah, that's slightly. I know that's slightly hypocritical, bearing in mind that Tom and I have not done one ourselves. But okay, here we go. Ready? Right. The uh, delivery guys just turned up. He's from uh, Roe King down the road. Uh, I've got like beef rendang, uh, Roe mutton curry. I'm, I'm really excited, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna say hello now. Hi mate. Can you do the um, tips through the app afterwards? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. All right, I'm gonna give you a fiver because I'm really looking forward thank to you. this. <laughs> thank you. Right, you take care. I think you can do it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it then. All right, cheers, man. Thank you. Well, he seemed like an absolutely incredible human being. Okay, now... I mean, the only thing, Will, is you should have said that to his face. I know, I mean, I mean of... what, the, the, what I would say, Will, is thank you very much for doing that. I thank would, you, Will, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would describe your interaction with the delivery driver as 
the same as every other interaction that anyone's ever had with a delivery driver. The whole, the whole point of this was not to just record you interacting with the guy. You're supposed to say something really nice to it. Now, what you did was a couple of things I noticed. First of all, you didn't have any cash on you. You didn't want the guy to think you're a prick. So you went, can you do the tip through the app? Now, you knew that you can do the tip through the app. What you were saying to that guy is, please don't like, please don't kick my car as you go off. I am going to give you a tip through the app. And then you said, I'm really looking forward to this, which isn't really, I'm going to, I'm going to do a fiver because I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, I don't know that I would say that to a delivery driver anyway. Would you, I, I normally say shit like that, don't you? I thought the whole point of it was to say, look, mate, you're an incredible human being and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Not I, say, look, you know not what say I think it after you shut the door. Go on. I think what this needs is me and you to do a version of that. Okay. I, I, I'm So I'm getting, I'm going to get delivery uh, in the next couple of days, almost certainly. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go big. Will, can I just say, we're not criticizing you. And it actually, was, Will, it was, let me it just was say, great. I listening to your voice. I love you, man. You're an absolute. You know what? I've realised it's yeah. so nice to hear someone else's voice sometimes, and just yeah. sort of, uh, you know, I've got so many questions to ask you about where you're from and what your ambitions and your dreams are. But uh, no, um, next time we get one, it'd be great to hear you say to the guy, "You're an incredible human being." Yeah. But let me tell you this, Will. Thank you for carrying the torch. Yeah. Thank you for starting. Hopefully, I think this could snowball from here. So, and uh, you know what? You, Will, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, Will. When the Wolf and I go on tour, as we're, we're talking about we're going to, because you stepped up and did that when nobody else did, you get free tickets, bro. You get free tickets. You get ticket free tickets one. and you, get, you can have a curry with me and no, my wish after. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. They have a curry in a pint with us after. No. He will know the best places in his local town to have food from. Sure, but that doesn't mean we have to spend... You can get a recommendation from somebody without actually having the meal with them, can't you? I'm saying this. For, I'm saying this for the good of him as much as for the good of us, mate. You, it's not safe what you're doing. You understand that, don't you? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of Will just sitting there and just thinking, oh, just yeah. like you know, with blind ambition. I, I, I can just imagine just him sitting there midway through the meal. The poppadoms have just arrived. We've run out of chat. <laughs> And he's just sitting there going, this isn't anywhere near as cool as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Wait, let me tell you, by the way, I don't talk when I eat. You do talk when you eat. I've eaten with you loads. You talk when you eat. Yeah, but I don't eat with my mouth open like you do. <laughs> oh, f- <laughs> uh, you're so worried now that you eat with your mouth open. Oh, I love I've the fact that you're bulletproof sometimes. <laughs> Little things get thrown in and in your head you're like, do I eat with my mouth open? <laughs> Okay, let's do emails. This email is from Brad Harris. Uh, Big Wolf and Mr. and Mrs. Owl. Um, wow, wow, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Owl. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I've got a conundrum, which I'd really appreciate some advice. You really like that, didn't you? I've got Mr. A... and Mrs. Owl, I did find fun. I just don't think Lisa's owlish. I think Swan suits her perfectly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I've got a conundrum which I'd really appreciate some advice on. First of all, I want to state I'm an honest guy, a pillar of the community with good morals, which have recently been tested. Uh, there's no reason to state all of that. Tom already thought that about you from the opening to this email, so don't worry about that, Brad. Sadly, my neighbour passed away a few weeks back. Elderly guy, lived a long and happy life. It was a sudden death, so he didn't have time to cancel his memberships, daily newspaper, and more importantly, his Amazon Prime weekly subscription. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know where this, I don't like where this is going. We took in his first parcel, unaware of his passing, and then second, and then third, assuming someone would be along to collect from us, but he's got no family I'm aware of. After four weeks passing and the parcels mounting, I convinced myself if I open them up, there may be a return address, but in reality, temptation and curiosity got the better of me. Six packs of beef jerky. Now, I'm very partial to beef jerky. Oh, God. I'm very partial to beef jerky. I love the stuff. Not the flavour I would have chosen, but I didn't have the audacity to phone Amazon to try and check. Fucking hell. I haven't been able to bring myself to eat the dead man's jerky because I'm too much of a good guy. I did try and contact Amazon, but after half an hour on the phone to their customer service, they thought I was the neighbour and I had died. So I gave up. I feel I've exhausted all options in getting this resolved and I'm ready to eat the jerky. I feel this could spiral out of control. I've also started taking in his paper to read during my morning shit. And I've also been eyeing up his wheelie bin. 
I don't want to benefit from some man's <laughs> some man's loss of life. Also, his house is now on the market, and I don't want anyone stealing my beefy booty. What should I do? Just wait for his bank account to run out of money, or make a moral stand and turn away the deliveries? By the way, I have a confession. I have been eating the jerky. <laughs> Well, Brad Harris, uh, I think you're a G, my man. Listen, I'm going to be very open here. Right, Number one, uh, the old fellow who passed away, rest in peace. Sounds like an amazing human being. But, hold incredible. On. Can, I, can I just ask, what you, what's the information you're basing that on? That you like? He says at the top of the email, he lived a very happy life and was a nice guy. He didn't say he's a nice guy. So sadly, this is the information we have about his name. This is what we know about his name for a fact. Passed away a few weeks back. A, week, a few weeks back, elderly guy lived a long and happy life. Yeah, so and he had a, a, and he had a sudden death. You said he sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> he does because he lived a long and happy life, but he was on his own for quite a lot of it. Right. So it means to me that he sounds like quite a happy sort of go lucky guy. Okay, right? fine. Let me tell you something about happiness, Brad. Happiness is a thing. It's an emotion that we do to spread just that feeling to others, right? The reason that a lot of people, that you'll wake up happy and you hope that that has a little knock-on effect and then the domino things and happiness just surrounds the earth and everyone gets a, gets on with their day. So whether that's just smiling to a neighbour with a little nod of the head or you know, giving someone your newspaper, the fact of the matter is this gentleman who's passed, even though he's not with us anymore, he is still passing happiness along through this beef jerky. And let me say in, you know, 10, 15, 20 years' time when I fucking leave this mortal call to go and meet my maker, if there is someone who is profiting from, you know, who's just with some simple beef jerky and reading my newspaper, then, uh, mate, go for it. I, th I think that's what he'd have wanted, especially if he didn't have any kin or didn't have any children or anything. Uh, I think that, uh, I think you'd, you know, enjoy the beef jerky until until that sweet, sweet beef jerky runs out. Because um, I think that's what you want. Otherwise, what's going to happen to it? It's just going to end up in sort of like, you know, a waste dump somewhere or, you know. I mean, to be fair, the newspaper one's a bit of a funny one because I'm guessing that's from his local news agents. And at some point, you're gonna have, someone's going to have to pay that bill. But for the moment, I think um, you don't really do anyone any harm. Uh, just just enjoy it, man. Just enjoy that free free things. And uh, and I would as well, I'd say that, you know, wheelie bin wise, take his wheelie bin. Um, okay, because, okay, yeah. okay. I've got, I'm just going to stop you here. Um I could. I, I mean, I I strongly disagree. Really? Yeah, yeah. I do actually. I I don't think you should be taking his paper. I don't think you should be taking his jerky. And the wheelie bin is a bit of a grey area for me. But the the jerky and that. I mean, you said. I just want to explore this a little bit. I'm partial to beef jerky. Love the stuff. I did try and contact Amazon, but after half an hour on half an hour on the phone to their customer service, they thought I was the neighbour and I had died. So I gave it. Why did you give up? You tell them, I don't want this jerky anymore. You cancel it. I, I think what we're dealing with, I think Brad probably has a jerky ad addiction. No, so listen, probably... I'm going to tell you this. Brad, by the way, Brad, you sound like, I'm going to tell you, first of all, it's a very funny, well-written email. So you see, you, you seem like a funny bloke. I caught the Mrs. Mrs. Owl's eyes. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. Lisa's, I could imagine Lisa just sort of sitting in her lingerie, chuckling away to herself <laughs> as she's read this email. Um... <laughs> such a weird picture of where you live <laughs> and how your life is. <laughs> this sort of bookish man and this woman sitting in Andre <laughs> just reading emails laughing to herself. Oh god. Anyway. Um so yeah, what I would say though mate is I just think that I don't I, I think it's wrong. It's the truth of it, and I think you you're trying to you're trying to convince yourself it's not wrong because you like beef jerky, and and you're right. There is no tangible harm being done because you know you're not stealing from anybody that needs that stuff. I still think in principle you got to cancel the jerky, you got to cancel the newspaper, and I mean fuck it, take the wheelie bin. But the other two things, do you know what I mean? It's you got to cancel that shit, man. Like it's also it raises the question of sort of like. Man, just sort of this poor old boy just being on his own. Oh, no. Yeah, but that's, that's the only thing I'd say that 
I know that I know you've written it off, and I, you know, I just want to throw this out there. Maybe this man who's died, he's not left much of a legacy behind, and this beef jerky and this newspaper is two of the only things that he's left behind that people are going to remember him by. And actually, that's that's something that we should, you know, we should he should be applauded for. Who should be applauded for? The guy who passed away. What applauding him for? What having an ongoing jerky subscription? <laughs> yeah, no, but they're the two things that he's left. He's left behind by accident because he didn't know he was going to yeah, die. Yeah, but there's still he's got no other family by the sounds of things. Mm. No one else is talking about him. Once a week, when that beef jerky arrives, and every morning when Brad's sitting down having his shit, he's remembered. And you know, and yeah, the river runs through. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I just hope to I hope beyond hope uh, that my legacy after I pass away is that the guy that's stealing from me remembers me while he's curling one out. Well, he's written into his favourite podcast about it. So. Well, we don't know that it's his favourite podcast. I, I am, It wouldn't surprise me if we hear Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe reading this out on Lockdown Parenting Hell. Um, okay. Next email. Should we do one more? Yeah. This is from... Oh, by the way, there's something I do want to say, and I'm not reading any of these emails out. Uh, there are... Do you remember we did an email from a guy that um, didn't have any friends and he just felt like he was, you know, it was a really, it was a really upsetting email to read. This is amazing what I'm about to tell you. There have been a number of people in his area or just generally who have emailed in to say, can you pass my details onto that guy? Because I would love to, I'd love to speak to him or take him out for a pint or just if you want someone to talk to or whatever. We've had so many. Have you emails done that? Have you linked to it? Yeah, we pass, we're going to pass them all on. Yeah. Oh man, the swans. No, was that Lisa's the, idea? the swans on it. What, what, she she does the emails, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. So she said to me, "We we're getting loads of emails like this," and I had a look at the emails, and we both together decided we should pass that all on. Is that? That is actually the sweetest, sweetest thing. I actually think that you two are amazing human beings for that. So, okay. it, it, yeah. it, obviously, that means nothing because. <laughs> I've heard who else you say that to. It just, no, but look, shout out, this, Lisa. Shout out, shout out the owl, for, for the swan and the owl for, for some fucking good, good humanity work. Yeah, I mean, it was Lisa's idea. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, the swan, the wolf and the owl. As everyone says, you guys are amazing. Here's my situation. Have I said who this is, by the way? No. Okay. I need to, now that, I know that you've just, you've just bigged up the swan. I need to chastise the swan now. Because, wow. because the coding system on these emails is you, you, you identify the email to me and you write A on it if the person wants to remain anonymous. Right. I, I didn't give the name because I just haven't, just out of, by accident. Third wow. sentence in, I'd like to remain anonymous. There's no A oh, on this. Oh, wow. wow. So, Swan, rather than chuckling your tits off at fucking Brad's email, why don't you pay a bit of attention and stick an A on when it's required? <laughs> Wow. As well as Jeez. a dressing gown, for Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, okay. The regulating now sounds like one hell of a ride. Oh, it's it's a real roller coaster around here, mate. Um, okay. Here's my situation. I'd like to remain anonymous, but then also think maybe being more open and honest is what the answer. It sounds like you live in like a nineties John uh, Harris movie, mate. Do you know what? I, I've just I've just had an. I mean, I've literally fucking poured egg all over my face here. Why? This is. I'm about to read this. I fucking self-owned myself so badly. Let me read the sentence to you. Here's my okay. situation. I'd like to reign, remain anonymous, but then also think maybe being more open and honest is what the answer should be. So my name is Will. Oh, wow. Okay. So wow. I've I've put the boot in there big time on the swan. Shout out the swan. Can I just apologise? Can I just apologise to Lisa for that? That's... Looks like you'll be headed down to Victoria's Secrets after this. <laughs> Oh God! You hello, hi Sue. Yeah, I need another one of those. I need another one of those bodices, and yeah, I'm yeah throwing another rabbit as well. Um, Pleasure. Um, okay, so I moved to Germany recently, and I've had to establish a new friend group, which is really fun, but also Alf Wiedenstein. What? Alf Wiedenstein. Okay. Hello, in German. Uh, Okay, first of all, I think what you're trying to say is Alf Wiedersehen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> how can you? How can you know what I love about you? One of the things I love the most about you is your your 
positive attitude. And I'll tell you how why why I think it's a positive attitude. For somebody who's got the track record that you have of using English words, for you to as confidently as you just did, <laughs> switch into German as if you don't clearly have a fucking problem with language, I find absolutely heartwarming. <laughs> Just to, honestly, guys, you want to see this? He, he leant into the mic. He was so happy. Auf Wiedenstein. <laughs> Completely the wrong word. Auf Wiedenstein? No. Auf Wiedenstein? No. Auf um, Wiedenstein. So I moved to Germany recently and I've had to establish a new friendship group, which is really fun, but also terrifying. My go-to way to make friends is to get drunk with new people, but I'm finding myself becoming more dependent on alcohol. The hangovers and anxiety the next day is so awful that it makes me think that maybe I should just not leave the house. I'm sure I'm not alone, but I'm starting to get Stockholm Syndrome about a post-lockdown life. Anyway, to summarise, thank you. All advice. Welcome. Uh, it's quite similar to what we're talking about, this uh, this situation of, of making friends. The te- what, bogey gate? And t- all the teachers thinking that yeah. you're rude? Yeah. Listen, uh, Will, number one. Big shout out for for the second wheel in one episode. It's the first time this has happened. Um, so massive frontiers have been broken. Um, listen, my friend, I think I think we all worry a little bit. I, I, I certainly actually in the last, I reckon, two two three weeks have, have yeah this this post lockdown vibe of sort of like what is life like and actually being around people again and it, it's it's a weird it's a weird feeling. Um, but I think. The truth of the matter is, number one, it's going to be even harder if you're in a new country. So I don't know whether you're talking about expats or actual Germans. Um, I'd say that uh, a little bit of advice that a footballer by the name of Joe Cole gave me is, I think, number one, you need to really sort of like, like really get into their way of living, the old Germans. Like really sort of like, you know. That's what Joe Cole, told, Joe Cole told you that, didn't he? Yeah, he's it. But when he went to France, that's what Joe Cole said. Yeah, yeah. Immerse, Joe, really, Joe Cole said you immerse yourself in the culture. And really yeah. get into their way of life. Yeah. So I think that's what you have to do. So, you know, I don't know, like in France or Italy or Spain, it's like, you know, a little coffee in the morning with a croissant. <laughs> I don't know what the, you know, French, oh whether you just... just no, just, I, no, no, just no. give the advice straight. Don't speculate on what that might look like, please. <laughs> no, right. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know much about German culture, whether that's no. like, you know, or I know that they have those big hot dogs and bratwursts and, you know, okay, they like okay. drinking beer. Oh, no, oh. no, I'm just saying. No, that that because I've been to uh, I have been to the beer festival uh, Oktoberfest a couple of times. Yeah, you did. No, but you did it with League of Their Own, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'd say that it's one of the best things. I know it's a boozy culture, but I don't think you should ever rely on booze to uh, to let people see who you are. Uh, I'm guessing you have a job. I mean, that's a great place to meet friends uh, and influence people. Um, but I think you know, I think it's just trying to find things that aren't necessarily booze dependent. Uh, or alcohol dependent because you know there's nothing worse when you are with new people and you know i found this through work i found this more than anything when when you're you're gigging a lot and you're doing stand-up or if you're on a film set and when you move from job to job and you're acting and you can be on a job where you know everyone is quite a sort of people at the bar and it's oh yeah i'm gonna have a drink afterwards you make an absolute bell into yourself and yeah for the rest of the shoot, shoot that's your fucking shtick so I think alcohol is the most dangerous thing when it comes to new friendships. But, um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think find find a whole... You know what? A, a sh- big shout-out golf and big shout-out Farrah Golf for their amazing hats. But big shout-out um, oh, to God. golf. Uh, <laughs> no, big shout-out to, yeah, something like golf, go-karting. Big uh, shout-out to, shout to golf. Do you really just no. say that? Big shout-out to golf. <laughs> It's a great uh, I'd, like to give it, I'd like to give a big shout out to golf. Also, a big shout out to eating food. <laughs> no, and, I'm saying hobby wise, look, I don't know what the Germans are into. I think there's some big, you know, I know that golf is pretty popular out there. Tennis is another one. Uh, ping pong. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Fine. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the Germans are into. <laughs> golf, <laughs> golf, tennis, and ping pong. No, but find a hobby. But yeah, you you think you like the, the cut of the jib of the people that you're uh, you're doing it with, um, uh, and you know, Rob, you're up. No, all I was going to say is, if you're going out and you're getting drunk and that's helping you to meet people, then what you need to do is you need to just do that. You need to do the same things you're doing when you're drunk without being drunk once, because I. I so when I started doing comedy, wow. when I started doing comedy, I, you'd often go away and do weekends and stuff. 
And sometimes uh, you wouldn't have anyone to hang out with over the weekend. Like sometimes you you go somewhere with the other comics, but other times you don't know anybody or they're off going and doing other stuff. And I remember thinking, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Really. I don't want to sort of sit in the hotel room. And then I thought, well, I do like, I, I'm going to go to cinema. I like going to cinema. But at that time, I hadn't gone to the cinema on my own before. And you just sort of think, is this a fucking weird thing to do? I was trying to get my head around it. And then I thought to myself, I've just got to try, I've just got to do this once, right? I've just got to deal with the embarrassment and my perceived weirdness of it and go and do it once. And I went to the cinema on my own and it felt weird and it felt strange. But once I had done it, I'd broken my issues with it, if you like. And then I started yeah. doing it loads and it stopped becoming a thing for me at all. I would do it all the time and it's, it, it wasn't a problem. And the reason I'm telling you that sort of quite mundane story is that I think this is what you need to do with this. I think you need to be outgoing, you know, be open without getting drunk once. And you'll feel awkward. You'll feel shit. You'll, 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 you'll feel like the conversation isn't as going as well and you don't feel as confident. But once you've done it, you will then be able to do it. And so then you're going to be able to get all the benefits that you're getting currently without having to rely on the booze. That is what I genuinely believe will happen. Uh, you know what? I think in all the time we've been doing it, that is the best advice you've ever given. Genuinely, I think it's make make the your gang of one the best gang to be in. Like you know, that's not, just, what, I, uh, that's not what I said. <laughs> no, but I, that's how it came to me. Like I, I was like, wow, that's like. Have you have you heard that? Have you heard that before? No, or did you just say that? No, no, just no. Every no. now and again, I don't know what I don't know what happens to you. Just fucking a light comes on in that big beautiful dome of yours. And you say something incredible. Yeah, but that that's, that's how I perceived your advice. Is like, you want people to look at you having such a good time at your own. I love, that, I, I, I love your brain, mate. I think that's how Dawson's Creek probably started. Okay. And then from the sublime to the fucking insane. <laughs> no, me, Dawson was a bit of a melt, right? But he had a really cool group of friends. And I think at one point, Dawson was just like the guy who hung around on his own, just sort of like, you know, mm. climbing trees and sort of like, like running around everywhere. And then everyone sort of went, oh, he looks like he's enjoying his life. And that's why Pacey and Joey and everyone joined him. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much. Well, listen, I hope that helps, mate. Um, good luck. If there's any, if we've got any German listeners who want to join Will's Gang of One, do get in touch and let us know. Maybe we should have like a, I don't know how you do it. It's probably something for you to look into over the next couple of weeks. It's yeah, like a sure. sort of like, <laughs> no, like a, uh, like a board sort of thing that sort of people could join, like a sort of forum, and people sort of from different areas can link up and chat and stuff. Well, I did think about setting up a Facebook group for for the Wolf and Hour, but I wow. just don't. I like the set. Where you know that could that could do that job, but I just don't like you and I are never going to have the time to go on there. So it just feels like it'll get a bit neglected. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> the Swan could you know be another thing for the Swan or. Yeah, you know, we could look at sort of maybe having someone who. Could I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you discuss that with this one. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm going to let you tell the Swan that you thought that on top of uh, the looking after the three kids with a negligent husband and doing the emails for us, that you'd like her to what moderate the Facebook forum for the podcast. Maybe, look, maybe actually, I could. I'll look into the. Uh, we'll, I'll, we'll set up a group, and I'll look into the uh, the Wolf and Our group. <laughs> maybe that could be the little. That could. Be, uh, it's a nice thing. I like the thought of kindred spirits. Sure. Sort of, you know, meeting up and you know. No, uh, do you know what? You I, know. I, I, look, let me look into it because I know what'll happen is you'll go on there, <laughs> you start messaging people, agreeing to meet up for drinks with them on behalf of both of us, and then I'm going to start getting messages from people just going, "Are oh, you fucking prick?" Is it true that you're the you're the reason that you guys aren't meeting up with me or whatever? <laughs> so yeah, just leave that. In fact, you know what? It probably will be this one that ends up dealing with this. Uh, okay, Tom. Yes, boy. Could you please do us the honour of taking us home? What are we? What are we? We're human beings, and the best of us are our rivers that run through many valleys and towns and stuff along the way, picking up uh, fish and algae from different other places and, you know, making that river a steadfast of a town or an area. But some of us are lonely ponds, just sat in the middle of nowhere with no one really, really 
knowing what to do with them. <sighs> Maybe now and again, some geese from a foreign land will land upon them and just sort of have to double their feet in it for a while and then just fly away. Fish don't really go there because no one tends to that pond. Not everyone can be a strong river. So every now and again, when you see a solemn pond just sitting there on its own, go over and, like you know, I don't know, put some bread, <laughs> bread in there so some ducks maybe fly in there or, you know, buy some fish, <laughs> put the fish in a pond. Um, <laughs> just tends to that, to that pond because life is a complex thing. And one day when you are gone, when you are away and, you know, the world doesn't remember your name and a family of five or seven uh, walking along a towpath and they look down at just an empty hole. The father turns around and says, you know what that used to be? And someone says, I don't know, what was it, father? He says, that used to be a pond, but it dried out. Hmm. I used to like walking past that pond. So always look between the lines and smile and remember, life is just waterways. Get ready for the surf. Wow. <laughs> wow. I always feel but, with those. They're very, they're, I'm, I find them very impressive. I always feel like <laughs> you sort of finish about 30 to 40 seconds after you and yeah, us yeah. would ideally like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I always think that the only thing that can save one of those ones where I, yeah, I think that's deep and people will find some, I hope that people find, yeah, find, find some, some comfort. Some comfort yeah. But I always feel it's a weird way to go out. So, um, uh, if JT, if you may, um, can you play the opening few bars of the Baywatch uh, song? Yeah, please do do that. The people stand in the darkness, afraid to step into the light. Before we go, actually, on that note, yeah. I do want to say something. So yeah. I discovered a song recently. So I've been listening to a lot of reggae uh, wow. over the last week or so, or like last couple of weeks, I'd say. There's a song. You've got a new podcast called Reggae Save My Life. Do you know what? I joked about it. Not, not, not you really. couldn't say save my life because I'm not as into it. So if you sort of had an influence on or something, it's not as catchy yeah, title. Yeah. Um, anyway, there is a song called Skanking Sweet by Chronics, right? Wow, right, yeah, okay. I'm telling you now, that song is a mood booster. I genuinely believe you listen I'm to it. I'm going to listen to it now. My walk, I'm going to go for a walk now it, and listen it, to it. It gives it, there's some sort of endorphins or some shit. I don't know what it is, but. Uh, listen to it. Tell me what you think. Tell us what you think of everything you've heard today and anything you may have experienced at the wolfandalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Guys, thank you so much for supporting me and Tom. You know, a few months ago, we had a little idea to start up a little podcast. We didn't know what was going to happen. Who would have known a few months later it would still be languishing near the bottom of the of the chart. So thank you so much. <laughs> for where you've taken us. We love you. Thank you, guys. God Peace bless. out. Thank you for listening. You are the best. Just keep doing you. Woo!